Yes, welcome back to the. <laughs> oh, it was just that uh, Zoom thing. This meeting is being recorded. That got me. Uh, welcome back to the podcast. So today we have one of my clients on. So that's the first on the podcast, and we have Gary, who's also my cousin. So we'll throw it over to you, Gary. Who are you? And what the fuck are you doing on the podcast? What's the story, Anna? You well? <laughs> uh, you cover two things. I'm Anna's cousin, and I'm Gary. Um, I'm 29. Uh, I work in a suit shop in Galway, where I'm from, and I decided to go back and do a college course uh, in September. (laughs) And uh, I've been working with yourself since June 2020, so almost a year now. Yeah, cool. That's a a fairly good uh, brief synopsis anyway. So where, where were you, like, if you can try to imagine, it was about, I think it was about a year ago, I was saying to you there, that it was about a year ago since you started coaching me, it was around June. 2020, like you said, where where were you kind of at before messaging me in terms of kind of fitness and and your goals and everything? Yeah, so I had trained for quite a while, sort of inconsistently. Um, it was one of those things where you take two days off and the next thing you know, it's a year. Um, I'm sure a lot of people can kind of relate to that. Um, and you kind of get in that kind of, you know, you'll do a week here, you'll do you know a month where things are going well but really where I was at that time was more or less where everyone where everyone was inside their four walls we we're all in lockdown and I didn't really jump on the whole home workout buzz I was more on the kind of uh, banana bread buzz you know and uh, it was great it absolutely um I enjoyed being off I enjoyed it but when the gyms started to open again and I think that was in June when we got out of the first lockdown I kind of said, fuck this, enough's enough. Um, I'm going to I'm going to go and train properly. I'm going to find out, um, you know, because there's lads my age and younger that are just fucking in, in great shape. And it's like, what's the secret? Do you know, they're all normal lads. They work, they study, this, that and the other. Um, and girls, in fact. But um, I just wanted to, to, to do it right. So got the gym membership. And then I think before I even got my first tub of protein powder, I got onto yourself because if I got a leak in the toilet, um, I wouldn't really go trying to fix it myself. I'd, uh, I'd get a plumber. So I've been, as I said, years inconsistently trying to do the same or different things or look up plans online and um, it wasn't working. The toilet was still leaking. So I got yourself, I got in touch with you and uh, a year later, it's the first thing that ever worked and it's going to continue to work. Solid. Um, yeah, I definitely think a lot of people can relate to that. And like you said as well with the plumber, like like last night the electricity went here and sure I grabbed a fucking brush and I started flicking the switch back up and all that, trying to figure it out, plugging things out and plugging them back in and everything. But in reality, I didn't have a clue. I was just hoping for the best. Um, but it, it ended up sorting itself out anyway. But if it hadn't, you know, yeah, I could go around messing with wires and things and end up bucking myself up. Or I could just try to get someone like an electrician, which I was doing, to come and sort out whatever it was and figure it out. And they probably will come in and do it because that's someone who's trained in that area. So it's the exact same. And I, I'm not even talking about like getting a coach, but reaching out to someone like that, you know, messaging an electrician or a plumber. Oh, mm. a fucking leaking, leaking there, what do they do? Instead of trying to yeah. figure on your on your own, you know, it just makes sense. Yeah. You do with your hair, you don't cut your own hair. Besides lockdown, no. 
yeah who does that you know it just makes sense um how long have you been kind of weight training for then i think you've you said you're training kind of on and off but like how long were you training um like every 16 year old at the time when i got a few bob i went into aragos and got uh, some york barbells and all the rest of it and uh, probably a big mad tub of whey protein or casein or whatever else um and you go fucking hard at it for a while and you haven't a clue what you're doing you know um you, you kind of think right i'll, I'll take a few scoops of this protein, I'll um, lift these weights and should the next thing I know I'll be, you know, an IFBB pro. Um, that doesn't happen. And I think the confusion is really like, um, or I think where, where the confusion lies is there's so many different things, outlets like the internet or magazines and ways you can look up things and you get very, you get kind of frustrated with it all yeah. and don't know what to do. So to answer your question, I was probably training on and off for like since 16 and not really getting any sort of results, you know. But like there'd be, there'd, be, there'd be years there where it might be, as I said, you take a week off and next thing you know, you haven't really trained for two years. And then you kind of, you know, go back in the gym and you, things are going well for a while. And, but but it, just, it just doesn't really happen until you actually find out how, it, how, how to make it happen. And again, that's where yourself comes in, you know? Um, yeah. So it's really, really the inconsistency that kind of throws you off. Yeah. And is it like kind of fair to say as well that you were being consistent, but you just, you didn't know what you were supposed to be consistent with? Being- yeah, I was consistently confused. I was consistently going in and I'd go, right, put, do, do you know, do a few, uh, do a few windmills with the old shoulders warm them up right ready to go okay what will I do and you go on the treadmill for five minutes and then you go okay that's the cardio done now I'm fairly warmed up I'll go and lift some weights with uh, bicep curls you do one or two of them and a few sets and then you might do something on the leg machine and then you might do this and you might do that and and then you leave the gym and you're kind of like ah that felt shit you know and, and worse again, sometimes you actually leave and you have the illusion that things were good, that, that were, they were good, that that was a great workout because you're tired and you're sore the next day. Um, but you're just a fucking busy fool, you know, and it's not your fault. It's not it's not that you're lazy and you lack motivation. You just lack the knowledge, you know. Yeah. And, and there's a lot of people in that kind of stuck in that roast and, and, it, and, and, you know, they try and, and they might find, you know, they might find a plan online. But it's it's unsustainable, you know, and uh, I think that's where I was at for sure for a long time, you know. Yeah. The desire was there, but I just didn't have the, I didn't have the uh, the, the the capacity to achieve it. Yeah, it's what I wanted. That saying like you don't you don't know what you don't know. So you were like, and a lot of people are in that boat, and I see even so many of my friends and that they'll be training, and it's great, and you enjoy it, and mentally and physically, it's going to benefit you for sure. Mm. probably just not getting out of it what you're putting into it and you should be and it's as simple as knowing what you need to do and having someone just say this is it let's not worry about what it says on men's health magazine or what the newest supplement is or what this study said about only needing five hours sleep or there's so much thing and like so much information out there like you said as well there's like there's more information now than ever so it's very hard then to make up your mind on what you want to believe and Mm. 
as soon as you do someone starts questioning it again and you just you just need to be kind of a bit more almost tunnel visioned but you can do that and not, and not be you can be tunnel vision but focusing on the wrong things and that's going to bring you to somewhere where you don't want to be as well so that's why it's helpful. That's why I have my own coach. I know exactly how to get myself in shape, but I have a coach because it just helps me stay on the path of this is what I'm focusing on. Let's not worry about this person or that person, you know, whatever else is happening around, yeah. around what you're focusing on. Um, what were you kind of, what would you say like you're mainly struggling with? Um, probably probably being patient looking for sort of a quick fix um you know wanting to sort of i think you i think when you go in and you you have you've some sort of a goal okay let's say it's but, but the thing with the goals are they're usually vague you know and they're usually set in stone but the path to get there is set in sand yeah. and you, you you want it done in six weeks you want it done in two weeks you know and you see plans like that, you see, you know, fucking two minute, six minute abs and all the rest of it. Yeah. And I think what I lacked was the patience, you know, and then you do for a while and you're not getting any results and you're like, ah, fuck this. And you get sloppy and lazy again and a bit fed up. Yeah. Um, so I think that's that's one of the things I was struggling with um, when I was in the gym for, for many years. It's just not seeing the results. Not giving my not giving myself enough time to see the results, and then you then you re, you think right this this plan isn't working for me I'll I'll find something else and then you find something else and, and I think if even if you followed a bad plan for a year you get better results than you would a class plan for for six weeks. Yeah, definitely. That's that's one of the the big things I see, especially kind of clients that start first. Um, and just people in general that they, they think it's the plan that they're doing that that's the reason they're not achieving results when in fact they're not looking at the other areas the likes of nutrition calories sleep stress you know are they pushing enough in their sessions because the plan can only do so much a plan is a plan it's something you're supposed to try to do and work towards um, and if you're chopping and changing that every six weeks how can you progress on certain exercises and i think that's something that's definitely helped you i think in the last year would it be right? Well, we've you've been in and out of the gym, but I gave you, I told you to stay on the plan you were first on originally because I said there's no need to change it, which is probably a surprise to you. I said keep pushing that for a while. We'll see where you're at. Mm. Then I gave you a plan, and then a home workout plan, and then now we think one more plan because gyms are back open, which was yeah. slightly tailored version of the home workout plan. So we're sticking to the same exercises almost the whole way through, increasing some exercises here and increasing how advanced the training was, but nothing really changed dramatically like he didn't go from doing german volume training to <laughs> high intensity training or anything like that no it's been the same exercise you were probably doing before but it's just the the fact that you were patient enough and consistent with them and progressively overloading <laughs> and actually tracking your progress as well in the gym because that's where a lot of people go wrong they don't yeah. when they do a few dumbbell curls i think i did 10s last time i might try, try 12s this time and the forms yeah. of, you know, there's so many different variables that aren't really being looked at. Yeah. Um, and it's, just, it's where people are at um, instead of just asking for help. And I think, I think that that's one of the, it's one of the hardest things to do, but one of the best things you can do for yourself is just asking for help. And um, mm. someone admitting that you don't know everything in the gym, because trust me, you don't. I'm training for seven or eight years and I still send, you know, 
exercise videos to my coach to make sure I'm doing things right, right, right because I know that yeah. how it works, but I know that I can also slip back into old habits very easily. Um, and there's always something to, to be learned. So, and that's you- actually sorry to cut across you, but 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 a thought came to mind. That's another thing, really, is it's 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 form, you know. Yeah. And another thing you said there really it is it is a holistic approach, you know. You yeah. can't just go in and lift the weights, no matter how, what you're doing in the gym, even if you're doing it flawlessly. Um, if your nutrition or sleep, if they're shit, then you know your your results are not going to be optimal. Yeah. And a lot of people do, as I said, you know, a lot of those people that 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 do their best in the gym, um, their nutrition's way off, and they don't. It's not their fault. They just don't know, yeah. you know. I didn't realize that, like, I remember coming to you and, and saying, um, you know, I gave you my goals. <laughs> I want to build muscle and lose fat. And you said, right, okay, but first we're going to bulk and you're going to be eating about three and a half thousand calories, that, that, that. And I was like, huh? Huh? You know, and, but I, I, I totally gave in, I, not gave in, but, but I accepted the fact that I know nothing. Yeah. You know way more. Yeah. Whatever you say, I'm going to do. And, it, it really works you got to just be open-minded um with it and another thing i said to you is uh would you have a plan where it doesn't really involve squats and the reason i wasn't good at squats is because it's quite intimidating um not actually doing the physical squat it's 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 the judgment you feel because the big fuckers in the gym are the ones that are squatting and you're walking in and you're like uh i can only lift 10 kilos on this and yeah these lads are lifting fucking six plates each side and, and so so I would avoid it but when I went back to the gym I made a decision with myself really um after a few weeks I was like no fuck this I don't care I don't care what I'm lifting I'm not going to compare myself to lads that have been training for 10 plus years um I'm going to do whatever it takes I'm going to go on the squat machine or, or on, the, on the squat rack I'm going to go do the bench pressing I'm going to do everything and that's a big one that I wasn't doing I wasn't doing compound movements you know the, the the core of any plan. I was avoiding them. I do. I pick machines over them because it's it's you you feel you feel kind of vulnerable when when you're in a bench when you're doing a bench press and you think people are looking at you but they really aren't. Yeah. You know, That's, and yeah, come back to that. Yeah, um, and and also I changed gyms. Now I'm not going to n- mention any gyms, but one gym I was at. Um, I kind of really did feel like that, but I'd say, I'd say it was just my own feelings internally that I was that, that my own lack of confidence and lack of self belief. But when I changed gyms, I kind of changed my whole paradigm, and I said, you know, I went in with blinkers and just done whatever, whatever I was supposed to do, and um, it's been great. It's it's so enjoyable now. Yeah, and I think like you've touched on a few really important things there. Like one was. One is like the kind of judgment um, of your training in the gym. And it's something that I have to kind of constantly remind people of. It's that, and I fell into this same bracket as you. I was the first day I went into the gym. I've talked about it on the podcast before, but I walked up to the gym, looked around, didn't know what I was doing. I didn't even know, I didn't know what a machine was. I had a set of dumbbells at home and knew how to do some sit-ups, bicep curls, shoulder press, whatever. But looked around, I was so intimidated. You know, you see people that are already doing it that know exactly what they're at, and you're like, fuck, they're going to think I look like an idiot. 
Um, and I ended up going down to the jacuzzi and not doing anything in the gym and then coming back again when a friend helped me and stuff. Yeah. Um, but the thing is, like, yes, you're going, to, you're going to do it wrong. You're going to get it wrong. You're going to make mistakes, but that's how you're going to learn. But also that fear of other people judging you, if you're having that fear, chances are anyone else in, in your position or anyone that's beginner to intermediate in the gym has the same fear. They're afraid of other people looking at them. So most people in the gym are actually afraid of what you're afraid of and if they're not the people like me that spend too long looking at themselves in the mirror watching you know looking at their own muscles or whatever it might be um so people aren't i don't think people are in the gym judging you they might look over and go geez oh he's doing that wrong or he's not doing that right but what i found especially where i started was kind of a hotel gym when i started i had a clue i was just kind of guessing but i'd often have the older lads coming over oh no you have to do it like this and so sometimes you you know, you don't get the best advice because these are just people that have been training for years. They're not actually trainers. But most people are there to try to encourage you and support you and help you. And if they see you doing mm-hmm. something, they'll help you. And, you know, if there's staff in the gym, that's what they're there for. They're there to ask. If there's a PT in the gym, there's no harm in asking them, hey, can you show me how to squat? Like, they want you to be training safely and effectively and efficiently in the gym. I hope they do. If they're any good, they do. If, they, if they're not, you're in the wrong gym and you're in the wrong the wrong environment um, yeah but nobody is judging in the gym and even if they are even if someone is judging you and this goes outside of the gym as well if someone is judging you it's something that they think for a brief moment in time that they then forget about they're like yeah are you there doing squat stuff wrong and the next thing they're thinking about christ my arms look big in the mirror and that is yeah. it. it's not even staying in their head they will not ever think about that again um, and once you realise that the thoughts are very short-lived, you you realise that it doesn't fucking matter what other people are thinking anyway. Um, yeah, exactly. And that can help you as well. Understand that that can help you get over the fear of asking questions wrong, because that's where a lot of us go wrong. And I was in the exact same boat when I started out. Thought I knew everything. I was like, sure, I've, I'm training. I'm gaining a bit of muscle. I don't fucking need help from this lad who's not in shape, or you know, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, but as soon as I started asking for help, I started asking other colleagues, other trainers, other coaches, and that's gone on and on and on. And now I'm asking business mentors for business help. And I fucking love asking people for help because I know that I'm in a position in life where I know a certain amount and other people are more experienced than me in certain areas. And if you ask them, you can learn from them. Um, yeah. And just the other thing as well, the environment as well, That's that's something that's, uh, massively important and I'm getting a lot of people asking me okay like lately now because the gyms are back open are there any good gyms in Galway or what gyms would you recommend and I you know yes there are certain gyms that have better equipment um, and certain gyms that I prefer but it really is personal preference I would go for a gym that you feel kind of safe comfortable and you know a, a gym where you feel like the environment is positive or, or an environment that you feel happy in that's that's where you're going to train the best that's where you're going to be comfortable enough to ask questions or put yourself out there or try squats in the squat rack you know if you go into Absolutely, yeah. dark, old school type gym which they're in Galway and I love them um you're going to see a lot of massive guys in there that know what they're at and you are you're going to feel like you don't have a clue so you go into a bit more of a friendly environment especially starting out um you're just you're just going to enjoy it a bit more so don't be afraid as well to change gyms. You know, it's like, what is it like? It's like being in a, a house in town, I suppose, renting a house in Galway or wherever and wherever you are renting a house and just feeling like, you know, this isn't really the right one for me and then trying to find somewhere else. 
that you feel mm. better and safer and more comfortable in. It's like there's no shame at all in going, you know, this gym isn't for me and moving to another one. Um, and yeah. I think you kind of go wrong that they feel stuck into, oh, no, I have to go to this gym. And then they end up not going as well because they're afraid of the way that they feel in that gym. And it's not the gym. Yeah. There's, there's very different atmospheres. There's different environments. Some gyms are very advanced. Some are less advanced. So just don't be afraid to try out a few different gyms. And that goes the same with coaches as well. I've had coaches that just weren't the right fit for me. They weren't bad. They just weren't the right fit for me. And I have a coach yeah. since October, I think, of Kevin. Um, and he's the perfect fit for me. And I we gelled very well. And that's helped me, you know, really succeed over the last few months since I started with him, as opposed to other coaches. Um, but enough about that anyway. Were, were you, like, were you seeing results at all before you kind of started with me or before you messaged me? Um. You would, I suppose, a little like like going back to that sixteen-year-old that buys the weights. You know, you have that kind of um, that sort of beginner muscle gain, um, but it was nothing extraordinary. Um, um, but n- I, I never saw results that I was happy with. Like you know, and I I, I never gave it enough time to do that. Um, and then of course the nutrition was off. You know, I never ate bad. But I didn't eat optimally for muscle gain yeah. or fat loss, you know. Um, so nothing I was nothing I was proud of, we'll say, in terms of um, uh, progress or performance. Okay. Um, and just with, with the, the food side of things as well, because I know you're very kind of health conscious um, and you are a vegan as well, which we'll get into. <laughs> just start bashing you know for being vegan don't worry i'm not going to pour a big uh, red red can of paint on your anthem you know um viva la vie. <laughs> but uh what what was i going to say you were you were like eating fairly healthily as well before because you've you've a very good understanding of nutrition as well so you were eating like all the right things like it was just mm-hmm. for you you didn't know how much you were supposed to be eating or how to eat for muscle gain or how to eat for fat loss that was is it yeah. safe that that's where you were kind of falling down Absolutely. Yeah. So like, so I've been in terms of diet, I've been vegetarian for, I've been vegan for about two years, fully plant-based. Prior to that, I was vegetarian. Uh, myself and girlfriend went vegetarian at the same time, um, about two years before that. So in total, kind of eating the plants and the beans for about four years. Um, and when we went vegetarian, we cut out all uh, living things. We'll say, Anthony has a mouth and an arse. We didn't eat it. And um, does anything we, have a mouth and no arse or an arse and no mouth? Jeez, I didn't think about that. Yeah, look, <laughs> if it fucking <laughs> if it can shit or fuck, we didn't need it. <laughs> but um, so we also cut out dairy and eventually we cut out eggs. So it was kind of a trans, um, it was, it was it was a transition, you know. But what we were still doing was, even though we weren't eating eggs and milk directly. We were, uh, you know, you'd have a dairy milk, even though there's fucking milk and possibly eggs in that, you know, but we didn't physically drink the, the milk um, from a glass or in our cereal or tea. We kind of swapped out for soy or almond. But um, yes, yeah, so it was slow and steady. So to go back to your question, um, the best way I've done it, um, and I may have downloaded this maybe a week or so before talking to you, because this, because getting shape, getting fit, getting healthier was, was, was on my mind a lot you know 
So I downloaded a great app. It's like my fitness pal. It's called uh, Chronometer. C-H-R-O-N-O-M-E-T-E-R. Um, and what that does is you it tracks all your macros. So your macronutrients like protein, carbohydrates, and fat, and, it, and you have your, your calories there. But the best thing about it is it also tracks your micronutrients. And I love that part. You know, it's the micronutrients that really, uh, that's what really aids in health. And you can see like, like micronutrients are vitamins and minerals. Yeah. And that really helped in terms of once I found out what kind of calories I needed to eat and the macro split, the macro breakdown, um, that was a, that was a game changer using that app. Yeah. Um, and I wouldn't be able to do it without, I wouldn't recommend anybody trying to do it without like go on a diet or a bulk or whatever without without an app like my fitness pal or chronometer yeah so that was definitely like a big game changer for you absolutely yeah yeah hashtag game changers <laughs> sorry i'll stop <laughs> i'm just surprised we're uh how long are we into this about 35 minutes in and you've just made your first dad slash pun joke um yeah i've been I've been, I've been holding my tongue. <laughs> I've been trying not to. Um, so what was I going to say? Uh, chron- chronometer or chronometer, I've been calling yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Something like that. Perfect pronunciation. <laughs> One or the yeah. other, anyway. They're definitely super helpful because otherwise you are just guessing. And it's something that you, everyone should do for a while. Like what I try to do with most of my clients to get them to a position where they've used it so much that then they don't need to use it any longer um, or else where you keep using them. It doesn't, you know, it takes up uh, seconds or minutes of your day and it's not an issue yeah. because you can't be overly obsessed with it. It depends on where you're at, you know, with your food and your mindset and everything. But I think it does play an important role with everyone for their understanding of what's in foods. So they can then decide, okay, like figuring out little things like, for example, like a piece of chocolate, like a lot of people would think, like I had a girl recently, you know, she started with me very recently um, and she was eating, she'd eat a pack of rice cakes, it was about six rice cakes, chocolate rice yeah. cakes. And I was kind of saying to her, she was like, oh, you're t- telling me about what she was eating. I said, is there any reason you're going for rice cakes instead of chocolate? And she said, oh no, I just think rice cakes, I'm enjoying them, but yeah, yeah. healthier. And I said, okay, just try pop them into kind of my fitness pal and weigh them up, like pop them in and then pop in a dairy milk or something. And just see yeah. She popped it in. Six rice cakes, something like three or four hundred calories. Whereas a an yeah. chocolate bar is about hundred calories. So absolutely, you, yeah. You can have six rice cakes and get a little bit of chocolate, a little bit of satisfaction, or you could have four regular sized chocolate bars. You know, and you have to kind of be able then to decide which one you'd rather go for. And it is more or less always the case that it's it's weighing up which one will kind of will fill me a bit more which one will I enjoy a bit more and that's what what kind of tracking will help you decide and which one will have more calories or less and then you can make better decisions around food for yourself yeah. having the extra surf on chronometer like you're saying with the nutrients and stuff is really helpful as well because then you can see okay maybe I'm not getting enough vitamin c in or I'm not getting enough you know omega-3s or whatever it might be and then you can mm. add more of them foods into your diet and, and then be as healthy as you possibly can I have actually found though with chronometer um, or chrono- chronometer, it does. Why did they pronounce it? Why did they make it so hard to fucking, <laughs> do you know, just I, pick I, an easier I, word. Yeah, I found that it uh, it doesn't work 
properly in Spain. I was trying to track my food with it for the last while. And well, you have to change it to English. You have to change it. <laughs> <laughs> you have to change the language to English. The it's language in Spanish. <laughs> no, no, no. It's in English. Don't worry. The app is in English. But when I go back in barcodes, it's like this is the system, and then I have to add the, the bread. Oh, uh, I'm with you. Yeah. To add it to the database, which obviously. Okay. Time, so I went back to my fitness file, which isn't as detailed. But either of them are good. Um, right. But it's just something to note. I don't know where, like, it definitely works very well in Ireland. Um, and I'm assuming anywhere that has kind of. English foods and that, but I've noticed with Spanish foods, they're just not on it. Then people just don't seem to use it here. Uh, okay. Have like have you found kind of having someone to guide you along your journey been like fairly helpful? Fairly helpful. It's been incredibly helpful. Um, like I, I, you know, not to go fucking kissing your ass or anything, but I wouldn't be able to do it without you. I and I tried, I tried to do it, failed. But I've done. I'm. I'm currently doing it now because of you, and it's. It for so many reasons. Like, one is accountability. You know, it's like, even the days you don't want to train, which are actually, they 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 get rarer and rarer. You know, you want to train more than you don't want to train eventually, but even days you don't. You, you know, you don't want to train, or, or let's say a Sunday, and you're like, fuck me, I want a pizza. You know, but you know, on the Monday morning that we have a check-in together. And that pizza might, you know, that might be an extra 1,000 calories. And if I have to go take a picture and send it to you, you know, there's a bit of accountability there. I, you know, I don't want to be like, yeah, sorry, I don't look as good as last week. Um, I fucked up and had a big mad pizza. Um, so there's little things like that that help you. And even the fact that, that you, you're not doing it alone, you know, you have somebody there to, to, to constantly be able to ask a question to or this or the other or and it's even outside of training you know yeah it's even just having somebody to fucking check in with that are that's also in line with your own goals and and you know working like you're working on your own fitness um and, and health journey and um it's just it's 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 i'd highly recommend it because it's um it's 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 the only way I I could, like I wouldn't be without you now. Put it that way. Yeah, yeah. And you're probably now in a position where you kind of wonder where the fuck would I be or would I not be if I did if I didn't get a coach. You'd probably be where you were, spinning your wheels, yeah. still unsure Absolutely. what you were doing, and you probably would have been sporadically going to the gym. And and I think one of the biggest things for you that I'm like, makes me super proud is that you really used, you grabbed the bull by the horns with the lockdowns. A lot of people- I would never grab a bull by the horns, I'm vegan. (laughs) (laughs) I would pet that bull and free him. (laughs) I'm looking out the window here and there's a massive bull ring. Um, Uh, (laughs) Sorry, go on. (laughs) How do I, is there a non-vegan phrase for that? Uh, yeah, yeah, you'd you'd um <laughs> you'd, <laughs> you'd free the bull from the matador. I don't fucking know. You grab the matador by his fucking by his big sword. That 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 has too many jokes in it. <laughs> right, we leave the metaphors aside. You took advantage of 
the lockdown, which is what I love to see with people. And it's something I did myself as well. The first one, not really, because you don't even know what was going on and everything. Well, you took that lockdown and you were like, right, I'm going to use what I have, do what I can and push myself as much as I can. And it's safe to say over the last year, with most of it being spent without gyms and training at home, <clears throat> you've massively like transformed your own physique, but also your mindset as well. And you even said to me the other day that in the last 10 months or even 12 months, you have achieved more than you had in 10 years of training before that. Um, Absolutely. And bearing in mind that that's with, that's with training at home. That's with like probably not enough weights for your body really, but it was by focusing on just doing the do, doing the sessions and gaining knowledge around food and around sleep and recovery and stress management mindset and everything, all of that, like holistic approach, as you said, bringing that all into one. That's what's like massively helped you over the last 10 months, 12 months. And I'm, I'm really excited then to see where you will be now with, like, if that's what you can do in a year, imagine, imagine 10 years or 10, 10, another 10 months or, you know, another five years or two years even of mm. the level of progress you're at now, like, where will you be? And that's, that is truly exciting because you know now that, you know, you've made results and they're not going anywhere. You know that you can keep kind of replicating this and you know that you're able to achieve a whole lot more than you ever thought you would. I'm pretty sure that's where you're at. Absolutely. It is like, and it's so sustainable. Um, like, like everything I'm doing now, it's not like we scrap the quick fixes. They don't work. Yeah. Um, it's, it's all sustainability. I could keep doing what I'm doing forever. You know, it's not a chore. It's not an effort. And it's, it's not easy, but it is simple. Yeah. I just want to make that distinction. If and, and the fact that now I know I have, I actually have have a lot more self belief that um, because of the results I'm, I'm getting and because of the, the way I'm feeling and 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 the progress I'm making, it's you have that self belief to know. Wow, I can do this. I'm doing this. To know compared to where I was a year ago, I've done this. You know, I'm not stopping. I'm going to continue on this path. And fuck me, it's enjoyable. Yeah. Um, like when I was a young fellow, when I was small, I was, I was kind of short and I was stout. I was a little fat green, you know, and you kind of, Jesus, like you, you, you just, I've always been mad about clothes, right? <laughs> to totally get off topic a little bit. I love fashion. And even as a kid, like even as a teenager, all I want to do is just be able to wear something like a, a nice fitted white polo t-shirt, you know, or, or. Or, or even wintertime, a jumper or something like that. And I'd have this, this association with summertime. I, I used to say I hate the sun, I hate summer. But I didn't really. I just hated the fact that now we have to wear less clothes. Yeah. And a big thing with, you know, as I got older, I got, I kind of stretched out a little bit, got taller. And, you know, I lost some of that kind of like, let's call it baby fat that I had for 17 years. <laughs> But um, what this last year has done is like even going into a fitting room now that we can again and you try something on. Yeah. And it's not a vanity thing. Like now I can wear a polo and be like, fuck me. Finally, 29, I can actually wear a polo, fitted, feel comfortable. And that's huge. That's huge. Because there's so many times where you go into a fitting room and you're like, fuck. You know, you have four mirrors around you and you're like, Jesus Christ, look at you. 
you fuck. What is wrong with you? You know, and you have this this self-hatred. Yeah. And it's fucking stupid. And then you leave, or, or worse, <laughs> you'll buy the fucking t-shirt anyways and be like, I'm trying to fit into it in a few weeks and be grand. Yeah. Well, that fucking one is collecting dust for the next few years, you know. But there's actually a t-shirt. I have this green t-shirt that I got in TK Maxx about, um, oh man, I'd say about three years ago. And I'm not a hoarder, but I did not want to get rid of this green t-shirt. It's savage. It's class. But it was always, it fitted, but it was just a little bit too, I felt, I'd be always pulling at it, you know, if I wore it out or somewhere. So I just left it in the press and just didn't get comfortable in it. Now I can wear it and I'm like, yes, yeah. I feel good in this. And that's huge. Yeah. That's a win. Massively. Um, and that, that's a, like, that's a non-weight or non-body composition because we haven't even talked about your weight at all. Um, we've talked about body composition because I think that if you feel happy in your body, then you're going to feel happy about yourself. And if you have confidence around the way you look, you have confidence in yourself and in your life. Like, well, if you're able to wear clothes better and feel confident and you, most people, most people wear clothes every single day, that's a most of your life. Yeah. I say most. I'm sure there's people that don't wear any clothes ever. Um, we were in San Fran um, prior to the, the lockdowns, I think maybe a year and a half, two years ago. And it was our first day. We we're driving around and we seen this lad. He was 63, 64. Pollock's naked. Totally nip. All he's wearing was a pair of sunglasses. And uh, nobody was even looking at him. Like, it's totally normal. He was yeah. carrying this little handkerchief. And the rule is, the law is, you can be naked if you want, but if you want to sit in a public place, you have to put the handkerchief down in the chair and sit on that. So, in, in San Fran? In San Fran, yeah. I was thinking more like uh, the Amazonian jungle or something where they don't wear any clothes. I didn't think in America there'd be places where you no. wear clothes. It was like, yeah, we won't, we won't go into that anyway. But um, Please, don't. <laughs> But it's a massive thing to feel comfortable in yourself and be able to wear clothes and, you know, even going out like and going for dates or work reunions or whatever it might be or going into your work and being able to wear, you know, a suit or a shirt or something nice and feeling like this fits well, like that's massive. And that's something that that I used to experience as well, where I would be in the change rooms and oh, geez, that just doesn't fit well. It was somewhere in between a small and a medium, whereas now at the minute I'm at a small again. But everything I put on, it doesn't matter if it's small. I look very broad because my shoulders are out. I used to have yeah. So now everything, everything I put on, I went shopping the other day. Every single T-shirt I put on just fit like a glove because I had the shoulders to fit in it. And then you naturally feel a bit more confident because, and I think it's mainly a posture thing. Your shoulders are down like this, you know, if you, if you haven't trained much. Whereas when you train a lot and you have kind of a bigger chest and bigger shoulders, you just walk a bit more prouder and you have you know, your chest is up and you just feel better naturally. Because when you're yeah. like this and reserved, you're going to feel more shy and not as confident. You you think less of yourself. Whereas if you're able to walk, stand tall and proud, that makes a massive difference as well. Yeah. Um, and there was something you said there as well with the self-hatred, and that's like a really important thing. It's something I, I deal with a lot of clients, especially around when they first start. And how you kind of talk about yourself is massively important. I'll often question it. So I'll, I'll see on check-ins or whatever, oh, you know, would have went better, but I was I had a bit of a fat day today or I, um, <clears throat> you know, I, I'm, I'm just so lazy or I'm so whatever it is, you know, insert whatever negative word or term it is um, or adjective. And 
I'll often, I'll often question them on that and say, okay, why did you call yourself lazy or why did you say this is a fat day? And mm. then that makes people realize, oh, you know what, like I've been calling myself fat for so long. And when you can kind of come out of that um, and start to question it a little bit, you can start to think of yourself a bit better and talk to yourself a bit better. And that's, that's a massive part of the coaching as well that I deal with that I don't, I don't really necessarily advertise. Um, but how you speak to yourself and how you see yourself is massively important on everyone's journey that I work with. You know, it doesn't matter if you, and I've said this multiple times, it doesn't matter if you went from skinny Gary, skinny fat Gary, where you were, to now be mm. in great shape, if you don't have a mindset to match that. Because you'd, yeah. you'd still be like, fuck, I'm here and I'm, I still feel crap about myself. But we yeah. want mind as well and kind of, you know, open that up a bit more and by going to the gym and seeing progress and feeling more confident, you open yourself up to that kind yeah. of path of self-growth. Um, and it's just, it's an important one. Um, where, yeah. where are you at now in terms of your progress? Um, so where I'm at now. So I've, 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 I think we, I think we done bulk. We bulked for, was it eight months or so? Would I be right in saying that? In about March probably, yeah. Was it yeah. yeah, I think so. So, 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 so we're reading a calorie. I, I was eating a calorie surplus for, for eight, eight months or so. And right now I've been dieting down kind of um, in a calorie deficit for the last, geez, I don't know, is it seven weeks, six, seven weeks, roughly. Yeah. So, so what's interesting is when you're bulking is you, you, you put on a little bit of muscle You'll also put on a little bit of fat. You just have to accept that. That's just the way most people are um, when you're doing something like this naturally, that is, anyway. Um, but now what's happening is the muscle is being retained and um, it's being revealed. The fat is kind of, week by week, it's, 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 it's going away, you know? Um, and also, because as well, I... Because I didn't stop training, even though I was doing the home workouts and the plan you gave me, I stayed training at um at home. Um, I went back to the gym stronger mm-hmm. on everything, on every single aspect. And I still, I, I still, it's, it's only been, what, a week or so since the gym's op- opened in Ireland? Probably two weeks, wasn't it? Maybe two weeks, yeah. Time flies and you're having fun. Um, so I still am cautious not to madly push myself um because i'm definitely feeling it like i'm feeling doms particularly in leg day um um a little bit more so so i'm conscious i don't want to fuck things up i don't want to don't want to injure myself so i'm not really pushing myself mad hard um but i'm still i'm still i've still broken some pbs which is which is great and that's a nice place to be in your head you know that's that's again what i was saying about little little wins and these are things that really keep you keep you keep you going and wanting to achieve more yeah um so in, in that's that's where I'm in terms of training and nutrition's going great. We spoke about that. Um, yeah, and I think I'm just, you know, it, it's not all fucking, oh, I feel better and or, I look better, so I'm, so I'm instantly going to feel better. You know, you, you're still yourself. You're still going to have days where things are shit and, yeah. um, and moments when, when, you, when you're pissed off. And particularly when you're in a deficit, it can be a bit difficult to, you know, it's a lot more pleasurable to eat. <laughs> 400 grams of car- carbohydrates than fucking 200 grams of carbohydrates, you know? Yeah. But I'm working towards the goal and I'm excited to where, where, where I'll be at the end of this course. Yeah. Good stuff. Um, 
Cool. So in terms of your diet then, like, because there's, there's so many misconceptions, especially around diet, but around kind of being a vegan and muscle. Do you think that being a vegan has, has affected your ability to, to build muscle? Or do you think that that was more of something you had a misconception around or misbelief around? Um, yeah, so with the vegan diet, you definitely need to be a little bit more, um, you need to be a bit more cautious for a lot of reasons, okay? So, so you asked me about building muscle. I thought it was going to be a lot harder to build muscle. It, yeah. it hasn't been. And the reason it hasn't been is because obviously I'm eating enough protein. You don't need meat or fish to get protein. You just need, you, 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 you just need to, I suppose, you, you don't build muscle by eating meat is what I'm trying to say. You just need to have enough protein. Um, sorry, I'm going off. I'm going off my train of thought a little bit. Um, just a second. Uh, yeah, sorry, to answer your question. I feel that I recover much faster, like much faster. I, like even at the start, like last year when I was training on new plan after kind of joining up with yourself, like I was surprised how little, like I, I'll get doms, but instead of lasting like five days, you know, they last two days, you, you, you feel okay, you know? And that goes away then after you train, like I know another few weeks, just because the gyms are open now, I'm feeling a little bit of doms again, you know, because I have more weights and more machines and all the rest of it. Um, but after a few weeks, that'll go, that'll really subside. And like, I feel that like I can train five days a week easier than I, than I, than I would be able when I was not eating vegan, you know, and eating meat and stuff. Just feel recovery is much, much better in that sense. Um, and also probably because realistically, you're, you're probably eating more micronutrients as I was talking about. You're getting much, much more fiber. Um, you're getting all these little tiny chemicals in, in foods, in plants, in fruits and vegetables, in beans, um, in, in, in more of an abundance than, you would, than I would be if I was eating meat. So yeah. those small little things, they're huge in the body. They really help, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, sorry. I, I, no, I, no, no. Um, I, think, I think a lot of people focus a bit too much on the macros and like, so the, there's calories and that obviously matters because it's energy in versus energy out. That's going to determine whether or not you lose weight or gain weight or what actually happens. But then there's yeah. which matter as well, because if you're not eating enough protein, you're not really going to be in the best position to build muscle or recover. Like you talked about. But then there's also micros and people, it's the smallest thing, you know, micro meaning small, but it's a thing that people often completely neglect and they just think, you need anything bits or macros you know i can eat pizza every day but you're probably leaving yourself a bit short in so many other areas because you're not mm. in. um so like my my aim really like i eat i was eating grapes there i eat that's not the only fruit or veg i'll eat today i eat fruit or veg like two to three portions at least per meal and mm. i think you know the five a day thing they don't even hit the five a day they do two a day no that's enough but the thing is if you really want to take advantage of eating right for your body and just feeling as good as you can then you need a shit ton of fruit veg. doesn't mean you have to ditch it. what i try to do is eat like a vegetarian or vegan that eats meat so i'm first yeah. 
like plants and food and our plants and like fruit and veg as much of that as I can because of fiber and the micronutrients and just how I feel after eating that. And then I'm looking at meat as well for protein um, and satiation and that. But do you think that like, do you think that not eating meat has held you back from gaining muscle at all over the last year? Oh, absolutely not. Fuck no. Like all the muscle I've ever built, like the, the, the muscle I have now has come from eating plant-based. Um, like the protein sources I use, naturally enough, I use a protein powder. Yeah. That's going to be uh, a pea protein isolate. No fucking flavors, no nothing. I get the little flavor drops. You can get them on my protein or bulk. So I just get the, the, the pea protein isolate. Um, sometimes I get a brown rice protein powder. Might mix the two of them together. Helps with different amino acids. Um, the main amino acid you need to look at when you want to build muscle is leucine. Yeah. It's one of the um, it's one of the branch chain amino acids: leucine, valine, and isoleucine. Um, that's what actually gets for anybody interested. That's what actually gets uh, muscle protein synthesis. So after you break down the muscle and you want to build it back up, you need leucine to, to, to help you do that. That's a real back of a cereal box kind of explanation and how it works. But um, uh, you will get that. It is really hard to find that in abundance in plants. But if you eat enough calories and enough different protein sources, um, and particularly pea protein, like, like, uh, God, a fucking fella saying to me before, he was like, uh, he, he, he's an omnivore, we'll say. He eats meat and uh, he lifts weights. And he says, sure, all you vegans do is re- rely on protein powder. I was like, man, you have a five kg bucket of whey protein. To know, like, to know, it's okay to use some fucking protein powder. Um, but other actual whole foods, um, soy, unless you have an allergy, soy is perfect for you, okay? The whole estrogen thing in soy, it's a totally different thing. I'm not even going to get into it. It's a phytoestrogen. It, 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 it will not affect your estrogen levels unless you're eating buckets and buckets and buckets of soy. So soy is a good protein source. Tempeh, which is fermented soybean, um, sounds disgusting, tastes delicious. Um, they all essentially fucking taste like chicken and I'll tell you why because when you fucking anybody that knows that that's eaten the whole chicken rice and broccoli that I used to do unless you flavour that chicken it tastes like shit you know and what do you flavour with? fucking plants rosemary thyme salt pepper blah 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 um, different spices so it's the same thing flavour your tofu flavour your tempeh it's going to taste fucking delicious um, other good protein sources again if you're gluten intolerant this is not a good one it's called seitan s-e-i-t-a-n it's the protein found in wheat which is gluten that's what gluten is um it's pure protein it is a fucking class protein source it is so satiating and it's delicious you can get in the likes of evergreen if you want to try it um again flavor it don't be a dick you know eat it with flavor um and then you have the likes of beans like some people have this mis- misconception that beans are full of protein they're, they're really not you know they're a great por- protein source but you have to remember they're high in carbohydrates yeah. so like the likes of red kidney beans they're great i think like like i i will happily eat a can of red kidney beans you know I'll, I, I, like no problem yeah. um and um you're getting a ton of fiber. You're getting a little, nice little bit of protein. I think there's like 17 grams of protein for a, for a can of uh, drained kidney beans. But you have to remember, you're getting like probably 50, 60 grams of carbohydrates. So just just a few things to consider. If you want to build muscle on any diet, um, protein powders, I would definitely recommend. You know, don't fully rely on them. But like all supplements, use them to supplement your diet. 
current diet. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think that's super useful because a lot of people just think, especially people that are starting out a vegan diet and that, that they just need beans and nuts. And you see them post about broccoli having loads of protein and there's just so much yeah. information there. Really, if you stick to all of them foods that you mentioned there, you're going to have everything covered in terms of yeah. the aminos you need covered. You're going to be fair yeah. to get enough protein to build muscle. Um, yeah. And ju ju just on that, Anna, with the broccoli, um, that, that, that post, I've seen it before, it's like 100 calories of broccoli has more protein than 100 calories of chicken. Now, if you sit down and have 100 calories of chicken, that's not a lot of food, you know? You, you sit down and try to have 100 calories of broccoli. Whoa. That's a lot of fucking broccoli, man. Yeah. That's a lot of fucking broccoli. You can't do it. You know, if you do it, you won't, you won't have any friends because you're, you're fucking farting all day. And, yeah. You know, so like, yeah, those are little things. Like if you're getting your information from the likes of a meme or in, on Instagram, you know, wake the fuck up. Stop being a prick. Go read a book. And a book I would recommend... If you do want to know about micronutrients and you want science-based uh, approach to, 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 to nutrition and every single study is referenced in the back of the book, it's called How Not to Die by Dr. Michael Greger. Really, really recommend anybody that might be thinking about um, going to a vegetarian or vegan diet or even somebody that is on a vegan diet and they're just a bit confused about different foods and, and how, how, how food affects you um, your whole body, like you are what you eat, you are what you digest, you are what you absorb, and how not to die by Michael Greger is is it's an it's a wealth of knowledge. Cool. I was actually ask you for advice, like advice you'd give to someone who's starting on a vegan diet, but I think you pretty much covered it there. Um, One thing I didn't say um, in terms of supplementation, um, there's there's one in particular that's essential. If you don't have this, you will die. And this is for anyone that's vegetarian or vegan. And in fact, a lot of people that are eating meat, I'd recommend this as well. It's vitamin B12. Yeah. Without vitamin B12, you will eventually die. You can hold vitamin B12. I think you, you hold in your liver for something like four years. Okay, so if you stop taking it today and you had enough in your blood, it'll keep you going, or enough in your body, it'll keep you going for four years or something like that. But you need vitamin B12 to, to, it's basically you have a thing called myelin which is which is all over your nerves and vitamin b12 is one of the things it does it actually helps to maintain this myelin sheet that's on your that's on your central and peripheral nervous system um without vitamin b12 you can get um permanent neurological disorders you can go blind you can you'll eventually fucking have no quality of life or no life so fucking take vitamin B12 from a good source. Good sources would be um, the likes of Solgar. You know, they're fine. Um, you just need to take it once a day. There's two main types. You can take cyanocobalamin or you can take methylcobalamin. And it's some research has shown that it's good to, to interchange them. You know, they're just two different forms of it. You know, on that, another one is omega-3. So for anybody that... Um, knows a little bit about nutrition and you're and you're you're a vegan or vegetarian um you can get a lot of omega-3 in flaxseed flaxseed is probably the highest amounts of omega-3 it's a it's a it's an essential fatty acid but you're basically relying on your liver to convert the type of omega-3 into um the better form you need and that can that that that's called ala that's the type of omega-3 that's in flaxseed uh or see a lot of seeds and nuts 
Um, but your liver doesn't convert enough of it into what's needed. And what's needed is EPA and DHA. And EPA is, is an inflammatory, an anti-inflammatory. Um, and DHA is fucking good for your brain, good for your heart. They're all fucking good for you. You need them. Um, so if you eat enough flax seeds, you're probably going to be consuming too much fat anyway. And I wouldn't recommend doing that. Um, just get a supplement. Get a vegan supplement. Um, if you're not eating fish, um, get the likes of... Uh, an algae oil supplement. That's where the fish get it from because fish don't make it either. Fish can't, fish don't have the 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 the, the process to properly con, um, make EPA and DHA either. They eat what the fish eat essentially, and that's algae oil. Um, get in ta- tablet form in fucking again Evergreen, Holland Barrett, wherever the fuck you are online. Yeah. And yeah. the last thing before I ramble, because again it's just really important. This goes for everyone, particularly people in Ireland. Um, particularly people in Ireland that have darker skin um, because we don't have enough sunlight here, you know vitamin D3 get a vitamin D3 supplement, take it every day for the rest of your life, thank me later yeah yeah. I've, I've felt the the uh, first hand experiences of supplementing with vitamin D because I just sort of fell out of the habit of taking it and as soon as I started taking it, initially, like my mood boosted almost within a week, I would say. Absolutely, uh, yeah, it would. Because especially in Ireland, you're just not getting anywhere near enough sun, whereas I'm in Spain, plenty of sun, even then, you're better off supplementing it as well. Um, you, you are, and you know, what the, you know what the killer is? You know, like when it comes to science, we, we oversimplify a lot of things. We, we, we think like, eat a banana, that's your potassium for the day. You know, it's not the case, unfortunately. It's much more complicated than that. In order to get vitamin D3 from the sun, the sun has to be at, you have to be in the sun, first of all, for 15, about 15 minutes yeah. with no sunscreen. The sun needs to be at a particular angle when it's hitting your skin in order to activate the precursor to vitamin D3, which is a dihydrocholesterol or something like that. Then that has to go through your kidneys. And that's where you basically turn vitamin D3 into its active form, which is something like calcitriol. Um, hashtag nerd alert. Um, but the, the right the correct angle i think the sun i think it needs to be something like 12 p.m or something something like midday or something yeah probably who the fuck does that you know just take a tablet just take a supplement it's easier <laughs> you know yeah, so what i'm going to say if because people often ask about supplements as well as a even like the supplements you mentioned they're super they're essential really like they're beneficial, you should probably take them, but they're almost essential. Like if if you went without any of them, if you weren't getting them in your diet, shit, you just would eventually hit the fan. But what supplements would you recommend? Like if someone is asking for 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 weight training or just for well, well, the ones I gave are basically for everyone. Yeah. Okay. The the three and now like this this is first of all this is just my opinion. I am not qualified yet to talk about these things. Do your own fucking research. Read your own books all the rest of it but this is what i do this is this is what what benefits me um get a protein powder this is if you're weight training get a protein powder take two three whatever take a few scoops those a day it'll really help you particularly if you're in the deficit and you can't actually eat food <laughs> like as much food as you want get a protein powder get your protein into you and um, the other supplement i always take is creatine creatine monohydrate i've been taking that for the last year every single day about three to five grams every single day. Most researched supplement on the market, and it works. Um, 
what's it do? It basically, I think it brings water into your muscles. Um, and it, um, it increases, I think, for ATP. I mightn't be quoting it right, but it, it um, increases energy output, I believe. Yeah. So I think the studies are a bit cloudy, I suppose, um, but it shows significant increase in like your performance when weight training and I think possibly some some enhancement when you're doing like cardiovascular training and that. But either way, it's it's very researched, it's very safe, it's very cheap. It might help things by one one percent. And even if it does, that's that's phenomenal over time. So it's worth supplementing. Yeah, the one percent let remind me about that again. I get back to the one percent thing in a second. Um so the other supplement then I, I take would be um so to increase performance. What I started recently taking and it's fucking brilliant is EAAs, essential amino acids during training. At the very least, it's nice to drink something sweet while you're training. Exactly, yeah. I, I um, EAAs are very good, but I find if you are a little bit more advanced, like if you're starting out, you probably don't need them. If you're no, in, I don't. in a deficit, if you're kind of going through a prep or if you're really pushing yourself in any kind of training, maybe it's like, you know, it could be even football or anything, because that's quite, quite tough. Um, EAs are definitely beneficial um, to be drinking during workouts or even a little bit before. Um, and I find another one as well. I think you were saying um, electrolytes. You supplement with electrolytes, yeah? That's right. Yeah. So in the morning, I wake up and I have um, I have a little bit of electrolytes. So electrolytes are um, your, that's your magnesium, potassium, sodium, and um, calcium. There's some electrolytes. And they're just incredible for hydration. It just, uh, if you sweat a lot during your training sessions, let's say you're doing hard cardio, you're flushing your body out of a lot of these electrolytes. Mm -hmm. So it's good to help replenish those electrolytes um, for um, nerve impulses, for, for, for various functions in the body um, after training. And it just, it just is really good for hydrate, hydrating you. Like anybody that's, we used to work with a guy that, um, a fucking great dude but Sunday mornings he'd come in hung over to bits he would um always go to the pharmacy and get the life you know because the alcohol would have um it would have dehydrated him and the life which is electrolytes that rehydrates you it mean it retains the water in your that you've lost in your system um and then so that's that's really that's all you really need you know it, it, it could be argued that you don't need any of them in fact you definitely don't need any of those things you know um they help supplements really help the other things I take then, because sleeping is a massive one. It's the most overlooked part of training. Like, we, you know, we all know about the extra lifting weights and cardio. A lot of us know about the, the nutrition. But what gets overlooked is, is, is people, people think supplements are the way to go. It's actually sleep. Yeah. That is the biggest fucking supplement you can have is getting eight hours of sleep. Yeah. Um, every single night. Very difficult to do for some. I, I find it very difficult to, to, to get eight hours of sleep. It's, it's the getting to sleep part that's quite difficult. Um, so I've tried recently in the last two weeks, my sleep hasn't been great. Um, it's some nights are class, some other nights aren't great. Um, I started taking amino acid, a non-essential amino acid called L-theanine about an hour before bed. Um, and I also, uh, I'm, I'm also taking GABA. I only got these a few days ago, so they're sort of experimental stuff. GABA is, uh, it's a neurotransmitter that, um, it, uh, it basically relaxes 
basically sort of relaxes you a little bit without making you feel groggy. Um, and and it's it's there's some small studies that may suggest that it helps with um, getting a better night's sleep, a d- being in a deeper state of sleep for longer. And L-theanine is like that too. It's it's, it's um, I think L-theanine is is it basically makes the amino acid that you need for to make GABA. I think L-theanine is a cofactor involved in that. Um, and that also, there's more research on that than, than GABA as far as I know. And that just, it's been working the last few nights. Like it's, it really works. And a good little way of people are mad about nootropics. What I started doing as well the last while is I love my coffee in the morning. Oh yeah, caffeine is a great supplement. Yeah. You know, uh, some, some, some sugar fruit. Same, but um, yeah, caffeine. Like most people don't realize the effects they're getting from drinking the coffee, but it's a very same effect you get to help your training as well. Like if you can structure your coffee or your strongest coffee or pre-workout or whatever it might be, my go-to is just coffee. I don't have a massive yeah. caffeine. If you can structure that before training, it can, it can <clears throat> performance and cognitive function and, you know, obviously alertness, your energy, your focus, your drive, like it mm. is, it can be to be using as well. And it couldn't be just straight coffee. It, it could be, you know, I, I like to mix dark chocolate and black coffee before training. Yeah. Great, yeah. You know, if you're in the worst mood, you're going to feel a bit better after having them too and moving, moving your body around. Like absolutely. And dark chocolate has a nice little bit of caffeine in it, also. Yeah. But a good one for you, Ina, because I'm like yourself. I get a bit. I'm actually my tolerance to coffee is, has increased in the last few months. Um, yeah. um, back to the L-theanine. Having one of those in the morning with your coffee and another one at night, healthy sleep. But the, with your coffee, it's actually a nootropic. So you get the, the positive effects, like the focus and the alertness with the coffee like, that you would with caffeine. But the L-theanine, it kind of makes you, it's like a steady state version. You don't get that jitters. It cuts out that that that, that jittery effect. It's savage. It's yeah. it's really working for me. Um, and L-theanine, it's, it's found in high concentrations in green tea. Okay. And... That's why when you drink green tea, you don't, even though it has a lot of caffeine, green tea has a nice bit of caffeine, like particularly matcha tea, but it has a lot of L-theanine. So these work synergistically together to, to, um, to not make you all mad and jittery, you know? Yeah. yeah like, yeah. like, like a cup of coffee would. Like yeah. the old monks back in, uh, back in the Buddha times, they had the fire roshtas. We were in Thailand and we used to call them the fire roshtas because they're all in orange. Um, <laughs> not marching. <laughs> anyway, I won't get into that. Um, they drink a lot of green tea because it, it apparently helps with, with, with uh, alpha wave state of the brain, which is which is when they're meditating, it um it's it's it, it helps elevate their consciousness. Um, so that's why they drink a lot of green tea. But yeah, that's what I've been doing with the uh, the coffee and the the L-theanine. I've been finding it really helpful in the last while. I haven't looked a whole lot into L-theanine to be honest, and I'd be the first person to admit when I don't fucking know anything. This is more your area at the minute but it's something i'd want to uh i will be educating myself on a bit more um going forward again like it comes back to i'm not going to pretend i know everything because then i've nothing to learn whereas i've just learned a lot from you and i'm sure everyone else listening will as well yeah no look this yeah it's also not- there might be people yeah there might be people that correct me on all of this you know this is this is my take of it um like, like as well, and yeah you're not a doctor and if you decide to 
take any of them supplements that's a personal choice and you should run yeah I'm not recommending any of this stuff do what you want don't listen to me I'm just some dude in a podcast um, yeah but I'm, I am studying um, I, sa- I said to you at the start I, I started a college course in September I am studying um, biomedicine and naturopathic and nutrition so uh, so I'd have a small tiny tiny bit of, of an idea of uh, these things like a very a very small amount of an idea and I'm constantly learning and the more I'm learning the more I realize I know very little yeah um, and a lot of people that know nothing about anything have this confidence that they that they think they know everything about a subject you know like you've been doing photography for a long time now and I'd say the more you do with it the, the probably the more you, you realize the more you have to learn right. and if you have the guy that buys a camera or the girl that buys a camera and they you know there's been two grand in it and they've been doing it for three months and they're getting some nice photos they probably think that they have they're probably more confident in thinking they know everything about it than you would be even though you've been doing it for what 10 years does that make sense uh yeah yeah absolutely that's to put it in perspective for something non-gym related or nutrition related. yeah yeah like photography is the more the more i learn about it the more i realize i don't know <laughs> But that's a great place to be because absolutely you realize that there's so much more to learn. Whereas if you yeah. don't make that realization, then you are under the influence that you know everything, and it's a dangerous place to be. You just you close yourself off to learning anything new, um, mm. and that yeah, it's, it's a dangerous. It's not where you want to be because how can you move? No. How can how can anybody know everything, even in one area? Yeah. Nobody have a cognitive. A cognitive bias then and you and you 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 can't um you you won't even listen to the other side you know you got to be open-minded with everything you know even a carnivore if they come up like people somebody in the carnivore died like i'll actually still sit down and listen to them we may not have dinner together but i listen to what they have to say um and 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 i'll take it from an open mind and you never know I, I may learn something yeah i i'm in the yeah. very same boat and actually it was probably a year ago, I was going to say recently, a year ago, I made a post about a ketogenic diet and how, you know, you don't need to be removing carbs um, because people are under the influence of falling under specific diets and going, oh, that's the reason I'm not gaining weight, whatever. And I have a bit of a, I would say maybe a bit of a problem with the keto diet because it markets itself as the best thing since sliced bread, even though you're not yeah. eating bread. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, I had I had this one person that you know messaged me after I made that post and he said you know what he said this keto diet actually saved my daughter's life and we've been following it ever since the whole family and we I look at the shape I'm in I've lost a lot of weight and I I, has, I said that sounds very interesting I read this yeah. blog that he wrote and that opened my mind to the idea that okay maybe a ketogenic diet is good for certain people um, yeah because there is a little bit of research uh, sorry it's cut across you there is a little bit of research on it. Um, that it may help people with epilepsy and di- certain types of diabetes. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, did she just out of curiosity have any of those two things, or, or what was her her disease yeah, or illness? I remember correctly. I think it was epilepsy. So I think it was epilepsy. Yeah. I think the seizures stopped. Life-threatening seizures that stopped. Yeah. After removing carbs from the diet. But yeah. In order to make it easier for her, for her, he he and his wife did as well. The whole family did it. You know. Yeah. That, that then in turn saw him lose a shit ton weight because obviously you're reducing carbs, you're reducing calories, but it's now a way of life that they enjoy and can sustain and they feel good because yeah. they're not fat. But uh, yeah. 
and that's incredible when when you can utilize a diet like that to 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 cure something or, or reverse something or stop something as serious as a life-threatening epilept, epileptic um disease that's fucking brilliant yeah, but if you're margaret don't no huh? who am i to say no she should be eating carbs absolutely yeah but if you're margaret down the road and you're just you know you read you watch an old david asprey video and you're putting butter in your coffee and you're not eating fruit and veg veg then fuck you margaret <laughs> you know but again who am i to say fuck you margaret you know you do what you want you have your rashers and your butter in your smoothie and you, you bit throw a bit of ice and coffee and all the rest of it but uh you know, I'm only, I'm only cutting, but um, yeah, no, I think like a lot of it is um, if if something like that works for 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 someone as I said, as serious as 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 your child's disease, then you you'll do anything. You yeah. give up anything. You'll you'll you you'll do anything it takes. You know, yeah. and that's a but that's very that's a niche thing. You know, that's a rare thing. I've also had a client as well that was pre-diabetic and then went through a ketogenic diet and then out of it, and he's back in one now. He's not a client anymore, but. Um, he'd probably be listening to this, but it, it massively helped him. He got out of the pre-diabetic range. So yeah, obviously, if you reduce carbs and, and that, because it's sugar in your in your blood, it turns into sugar in your blood. That that's going to be reduced over time anyway. But yeah, him and he's now healthier and isn't at risk of getting diabetes now. Then yeah, by all means, that's something. That's that- Pre-diabetic is not a place you want to be, but it is it, it, it is it is the best of a bad situation because it is reversible yeah. through diet. Yeah. Um, absolutely. Um, I'm, I'm assuming he would have lost some fat in that due to the not taking in a whole food group. Incredible. Yeah, that's the best part. That's the thing. That's the thing with it. With with any kind of disease is if you lose weight and it doesn't even have to be a whole lot of weight, your chances for 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 beating this is huge you know lowering your bmi getting your bmi to a healthier range is is the most beneficial thing you can do and even a normal range the things about ranges so like a normal range i think it's something like 18.5 to 24.5 something like that on which is it with your bmi yeah 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 something around that but apparently like even though the range is 18 let's say 18 to 24 um, you're five times less likely to die from a heart attack later on in life if your BMI is 19 as opposed to being 24, even though that's the normal range, do you know? Um, cool. So just to <laughs> wrap things up, no, there's just noise. <laughs> Rambling away. <laughs> just to wrap things up anyway because i have to get on um what what have you kind of what are the biggest the three biggest things that you've learned from working with me over the last year like the three biggest personal wins we'll say um i realize that if you invest in yourself you can achieve a lot um you know stop going out and spending money on stuff that does not add value to your life and that is like you know that's fucking going out on the weekend having loads of fucking alcohol um and whatever else and having eaten shit food the next day yeah it's pleasurable but it will not add much value or happiness to your life um i'm not saying don't do it at all but spend a bit of money on your health and fitness um on your health i should say and that's that's something that I've learned now 
is far more important and it'll it'll it, it adds far, a lot more value into my life so invest in yourself um invest in your health um the other thing i've learned is jesus vegans can, can put on fucking size and strength fuck me they can um and then with all that is um i can do this i'm going to do this i'm doing it and i'm excited to where i'll be in the next five plus years yeah so you know, it really is a mindset shift as well. Telling yourself you're yeah. able something versus telling yourself you're not able is a massive lifestyle change. Um, yeah. Even yesterday, I had a client that just said, said, how are the training sessions going? You know, did you get many? Did you get the three done this week? And he said, oh, I've gotten two done. I may be going tomorrow to get the third done. I said, there's no fucking maybe about it. If you say maybe today for something tomorrow, chances are it may or may not happen. If you tell yourself it's already happened and you're going to do it, it's going to be fucking done. Just you know? do it, yeah. If you're listening to this and you might be training tomorrow, you're definitely training tomorrow. Just fucking train tonight and tomorrow. Just do it. Exactly. Fuck's sake. Go listen to some, uh, is it David Goggins? Yeah, uh, David Goggins. <laughs> uh, Jocko Willink. <laughs> that that's right listen motivation is fucking fleeting it's like a lot of things motivation doesn't happen prior to the event motivation happens during the event you don't want to train go train once you start training you fucking get motivated you don't want to stop you yeah. know uh, actually you know? for motivation as i say and one of my one of my clients brought to the attention of of mine um lastly then just to finish it up what what is happiness to you this is kind of how i wrap the podcast so what a hard fucking question um i think i think there's a big distinction between green tea before before this huh some green tea before this. <laughs> yeah you want something else green for this question um happiness and pleasure there's a big distinction between the two they're not the same thing and i think when you seek pleasure you're never going to find happiness i think true happiness comes from being being able to be alone with your thoughts and feel at ease and peace you know and I think the lack of happiness is something like the the um, the inability to be in the present. You know, if you're stuck too far thinking about the past or if you're too worried about the future, you're not living in the present. If you can be in the present and be now and be still, you're going to be happiness. And to realize as well, with joy, you need to have sorrow because, you know, the day you're happy, the next day you may not be. But it's yin and yang. You can't have one without the other. You can't have black without white. So I think just just accept it. And um, try to do, try to live your life with some sort of purpose. Do what makes you happy now. And if you keep doing what makes you happy now and keep living in the now, you will, um, you know, you'll have, you'll, ha you'll have a valuable, happy life. Yeah. And fuck these <laughs> <laughs> up. This is a slowly. <laughs> Slowly turn into the James. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> I had to get him that. That's right, yeah. Good old James Schmidt. He might be listening. Uh, hopefully, I'll get him on one day. That's that's one of the goals. Anyway, we'll leave it there. Thank you for that, and thank you for your time. Um, hopefully people listening enjoyed this and if you did give me a message or give Gary a shout on Instagram I'll be tagging him in this and Libra's Instagram in on the uh, description in case you want to ask him anything about 
you know, he talked anything about what he talked about. Like, you know, if you're starting off being a vegan or want to know more about that, feel free to ask him because he knows a lot more about that than I do. Um, but if you enjoyed it, leave a review or else share it to your story or share it with a friend, whatever, you know, share it with someone else that might enjoy it. And thank you again for listening. I really appreciate it.